Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I guess I'd take Robert Downey Jr.'s then, because his heart makes a lot oh. of money. Oh, my God. I should have said Tom Segura. God, and he's well, funny. <laughs> well, I... Tom Segura's heart knows Spanish, so that's neat. Well, yeah. I would take The Rock's heart. Oh. Because he's big yeah. as fuck, and I'm big as fuck, and I'd probably be able to just gain all the muscles. Itty bitty nuts. <laughs> Itty bitty nuts. No, I'm sure that's fucking hung like a pony. Yeah, with tiny nuts. <laughs> yeah, like little well, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you fail to understand that little Sebastian probably still has a bigger penis than most of the world, so... Yeah. He's hung like a Pez dispenser on a winter day. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's on a cold day, a Pez dispenser, that's kind of big. For He's cold more day. shriveled than Mother Teresa. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I would not and about that. as long as two. I would have said his nuts are as shriveled as raisins, but shit. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Popcorn Social <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host. Gary Marta, with me like always, are my co-hosts Brandon Cade, hello, Patrick Larson, my nuts aren't shriveled, and Joe Minnick. Yo yo yo! Once again, our uh, our record remains the same for uh, marking this episode as as explicit. Uh, <laughs> just like we're we're getting worse, not better. But one of these <laughs> times, we'll have an entire episode that you're kids could fall asleep too uh, when, when whenever we watch gumby i had a friend ask me about that and was like oh no <laughs> we like, could do a review on frozen 2 and somehow still make it explicit yeah well yeah. patrick you just say my nuts aren't shriveled my nuts we, we would get frozen. to the end we would get to the end and like as like we're saying what the next week's movie is or something joe in the back room be like my dude <laughs> like over the part like so i can't cut it out either like just i don't don't hear it at the time uh, it's just this like low groan of my dick it's just anytime he's not talking just my nipples hurt when you twist them <laughs> my nipples look like milk duds <laughs> epstein didn't kill himself <laughs> <laughs> he's just asleep he just doesn't even know what he's doing oh, gosh. <laughs> speaking in tongue backwards <laughs> um anyway uh <laughs> episode for you guys today our main discussion is brandon's pick which is murder on the orient express 2017 version of murder on the orient express um from director kenneth Branagh, starring him as well and not starring sam rockwell no idea why i said that last time but there is a slew of other famous people get to that later on before that we have our quick hits section quick hits brought to you by 
Quagax. Apparel. Save 20% on your Put it in Popcorn 20. Get GallantFitApparel.com. It's been a while since I said that. Anyway, <clears throat> so we'll have the top box office, upcoming movies, and then we have a bunch of quick reviews. Uh, so that'll be fun for... Uh, I watched Parasite as well. Yeah, that'll Those, be fun for Gary. <laughs> the Lighthouse. Uh, Brandon just saw Jojo Rabbit, so we'll finally have a review for that. I did. And did you see it? I did not. I what? was trying to watch five movies this weekend. I only made it to two of them, partially because I didn't want to spend a lot of money, and uh, also because I'm lazy and was also working on other stuff and didn't want to go out. But still had a good time. Uh, but yeah, Joe, if I didn't say it, has a review for Last Christmas. Last well. Christmas, you uh, gave me my heart. You know, Sorry, guys. no, I, I I think this every year, but there's like not, there's not been a good like new Christmas song for the past like 40 years. Okay. Realistically, 10 to 20 years, but. I mean, Frozen, come on. I mean, that's Let It Go, Christmas that's song. pretty, Christmas that's pretty song. much a Christmas song. No, but it's not though. You can't just say like, the word Christmas wait, once. Wait, are you eat? defining are you defining Christmas songs as Christmas songs that have lyrics, or because like Trans Siberian Orchestra does some pretty cool stuff? But I guess yeah, yes, that's I am defining Christmas, Christmas songs though. Have, they have lyrics. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess because like Wishlist not have a don't try to put your religion attach a religion to that that is <laughs> you know non denominational. Who's putting it religion is. on what? Uh, I'm frozen. frozen. It's not. Oh, well, no, I'm not putting a religion on. I'm just saying it's kind of like a Christmas mo- like song because they play it the most around Christmas time. I haven't heard. No, I heard that. No, yeah, it's it's not, yet, not, not yet. Like, the Christmas no, no. Music, the Christmas I, I've been listening to Christmas music for now. two weeks though. Yeah, yeah I've been listening to my own Christmas music, and the one that Welcome comes up the most. Welcome to the Christmas music podcast, where we debate on whatever. It is. <laughs> Wait, so Brandon, though, oh, are you no. listening to Christmas music only at Quick Trip? No, because no, you play not, like the same no, twelve no, no, songs no. over and over again. Shut your mouth! It's I'm serious. Not, it's, it's the same twelve. Shade. It's like we don't have it on Boys, Quick Trip yet. Thing, it's Britney on the, Spears. Uh, 105.7. Yeah, and you how how often do you listen to it though? You listen to it just okay, on your way to work day. and on your way home. It would be quicker, yeah. Joe, if you said yeah. what you have heard it on than than everything Brandon. Wait, well, is I'm Ice Ice saying, Baby a Christmas song since it's got no, ice in it? Yeah, no, I mean yes, the same amount. Of According to Joe, no, anytime I guys, that's guys, got like yeah. December, it's because so. it's frozen and it's different. I'm just saying that they have played it on Christmas playlists before. They played it the entire summer. Pentatonix plays it as well. Yeah, the Pentatonix version season is Christmas. They don't. I don't think they know. They just go to sleep for the other nine months of the year. That's what I'm saying, though. You guys aren't getting like the song itself. Yeah, but they could. They could. The 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 rendition. They have a rendition of "Down with the Sickness" that they play during Christmas time too. And they also have a (laughs) rendition. Pentatonix just did. Just did, oh my gosh, The Silence, oh my God. The Sound of Silence, Pentatonix just redid The Sound of yeah, Silence. Is... Oh, they did that like last year. Oh, yeah. shut your dick. Yeah. yeah. No, so, so actually, so the Pentatonix, Gary, you asked if there were any new Christmas songs. Yes. Um, That's Christmas to Me by Pentatonix is pretty good, and I think it's an original. 
I just tried I just tried Googling it and it came up as a porno. That that one that I shared in that group, the the Linderman one. Yeah. That one was pretty Christmassy at the beginning. You know, it's red, (laughs) white, and a bunch of Christmas lights. And then then they cut to that part where he's drowning that one dude. That was pretty (laughs) nuts. But I mean, other than that, it was pretty Christmassy. I don't know what he's singing, you know, because I'm not I don't understand German, but other than that, like Good pretty solid. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking let's, of Frozen, let's this train back onto the tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, since no one listening is going to know what you're, the hell you're talking about, uh, oh. the, the top box office for last week uh, was, of course, Frozen 2, which made $127 million, which I believe is a uh, record for an animated film opening weekend. It is. And then uh, we have Ford versus Ferrari, which again, uh, Patrick saw, give his review of that. And A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which we haven't seen yet. Definitely you know will. which vehicle was voted number one to not be in Ford versus Ferrari? It was Chevy. Oh, yeah. Solid. Yeah. yeah Except for I'm pretty of... sure there was a Corvette in that movie. He talks about that vet's going to, like, blow you out of the water, but we're, like, meaner or something like that, I think was the line. Are you sure it wasn't a Ferrari? <laughs> I'm 100% sure before we they get to the big cars. Before big they get race. to the big? Is it, is it the big race. Because I do not believe yeah. that Chevy had any vehicles in the... Pretty sure there was a Corvette yeah. at one of the local races before... They started in the U.S. I don't know about in the U.K. It, or the UK. Yeah, it was, it was in the U.S. race. It was anyway. before they started building the Ford that was going to go to the, um, I'm blanking on it. Le Mans. Yeah, Le Mans before the, that. All right. And that, so a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's good. 21 Bridges, Midway, and then upcoming movies, Knives Out, we have Queen and Slim, and that's all I could see right now. Well, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Last Christmas is one of the best songs ever. Mm-hmm. Or oh, not. That's, that's debatable. By George Michael, it's one of the best. I, yeah. George Michael, the, the banana stand guy? No. <laughs> There's okay, always Patrick. money in the banana stand. No, it's wham, you idiots. Gosh, everyone knows who it is. You're just giving me some crap because I like a gay guy that sings. All Wait, right. George Michael is like the lead singer. You don't have that? to. Whatever. I'm not going to give you a lecture <laughs> right now. Who wants to go first? Speaking of last Christmas, we'll move on to our quick review section. And we'll have Joe go first, uh, getting us in the Christmas spirit, of which I have none because I'm a Scrooge now. And it's oh. Read. Anyway, uh, uh, ditto, ditto, Gary. I'm not getting you a Christmas present because we're Scrooging. You guys are douches. I'm getting you a present. I have plenty of Christmas spirit to go around. Same. Well, I Joe, would give so many Christmas presents. Sorry, what, I'm listening. What are your quick review thoughts on last Christmas? I gave you my farts. All right. But the very next, next day. day. You farted them away. Alright, guys. Well, 
I thought Last Christmas was definitely more of a B movie, but it was still good. I enjoyed their um, kind of plot a little bit, but I was also confused for a little bit because, you know, it kind of puts you in the perspective of this girl and trying to go into her shoes. And it just seems like everyone's dumping on her that everyone's pretty much like, Oh, you're a horrible person. You you've changed so much. And, um, it's just kind of one of those things. And then it turns out to be a beautiful movie and I loved it. And it's all about Christmas. She works in a Christmas store. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's funny. It's British humor as well. So I think you guys would all enjoy it, and I would recommend it to everyone. Also, Joe, Christmas Shoes is the best Christmas song ever. Uh, I, I highly doubt that. But anyways, to, you know, to each their own. All right, Gary, sorry, I'm done with my review. Yeah, for those that don't know, it's got Amelia Clark, which you guys don't know about her because none of you all watch Game of Thrones. So <laughs> Patrick funny. Like five years oh. behind. Whoa, hang I haven't seen the newest season, all right? And I'm waiting to forget the spoilers. You're waiting to forget the spoilers. Yes. Yep. I forgot two of the three. By the way, you know who directed Last Christmas? Everyone. Paul Feig. So yeah. If, uh, he also directed a super shallow, yeah, super shallow yeah, reason to not go see it, then you could just blame him. Uh, no, if it's, uh, yeah, I don't need any more Christmas movies. I got my, I got my set that I have, my playlist. We'll talk about that in our holiday special. Quick hits. Quick hits. Uh, next we'll move holiday on hits. to Brandon. How was your screening of Jojo Rabbit? Oh my gosh. It was, it was everything I expected and more. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Such a good movie, start to finish. Um, Gary, you will like it because it's Taika Watiti mm-hmm. and it's funny, but it also has very serious parts in it. It's a world, um, uh, I guess for those of you that don't know or haven't heard anything about Jojo Rabbit, it's about World War II. It's set in during World War II in um, Nazi Germany. And it's this little boy named Jojo who basically wants to be a Nazi. And for those of you saying, how the hell can that kind of movie be funny? Well, just just look up the trailer. And if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, which Taika Watiti directed and played a role in, then then you'll know that he's just a funny dude. Um, but yeah, it was it had comedy. It had drama like it was very serious, um, really funny. All the, the child actors in it were great. Um, one especially, his name is Yorkie. Uh, he was he is just freaking adorable like every time he's on the screen your your heart just melts um there's a yeah, part he's, where a bit, he, he's like at least 60 percent of why he wants to see the movie oh my gosh i <laughs> wish he was in more of it oh, yeah. but any scene that he's in is just great like he's great without even trying to be i don't he's just an adorable kid uh, he has like a lisp kind of which makes him it's even kind of like adorable frost as a kid like what you imagine him yeah, like if they ever make a Shaun of the Dead Jr., <laughs> yes, he should play. Yeah, that's a Nick Ross. Like would he Nick fit Frost. in like Mallrats or Goonies better I if f- they were to remake that? I haven't seen Mallrats ever, and 
I haven't seen Goonies in like 10 years. I've only seen it once. Okay, I've never seen either one of those movies. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know. What right. I don't know what Goonies is, but what do so you think? If they were to remake Stranger uh, Things, which kid do you oh think he got? The oh, fat one. Remade Stranger Things? <laughs> well, yeah. Especially the token funny fat guy. Um, but yeah, no, it was, dummy it, was great. it had a lot of really great um, actors and actresses in it. Scarlett Johansson plays JoJo's mother. Um, she She's just a really good role. Um, Taika Waititi uh, plays an imaginary Adolf Hitler, if you can imagine that. And yeah, it was great. Um, Emily, my wife, and I went to see it together, and she's not too often into like serious movies, so this movie was serious enough to get the point across. Um, but it had enough funny parts in it too to make her still really, really like it. It'll definitely be um for the Brandons of the world. Definitely go see it. Um, honestly, I think any of you guys would like it. I, I think any of you guys would love it. Um, and my rating scale is always if I'll buy it or not, I will definitely buy Jojo Rabbit. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Good job, Brandon. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the whole concept is, is ludicrous, especially since Hitler's played by, uh, again, Taika. If you don't know, he's part Maori you know, from New Zealand and is all also Ashkenazi, Jewish, Irish, Scottish, English, everything Hitler would hate <laughs> pretty much. And so <laughs> and I love he plays him. Yes. I, so that's obviously, I mean, hit, like hating on Nazis never gets old. I, I try, sorry, tangent, but I did finally see Overlord and, and really enjoyed that again, because they're just, they're just, blowing up nazis um i mean well and um sam rockwell is in it too he plays a nazi who um lost one of his eyes in a like a war accident so he he becomes basically like this like the head counselor for this like nazi children's weekend getaway camp (laughs) and he's like we're going to shoot guns we're going to blow stuff up and throw grenades (laughs) it's so funny because he's like pissed the whole time that he can't go and be like and fight in the war again and he's so mad that he's stuck with all these little kids but he's really funny all right well thank you brandon very excited to see that Mm -hmm. probably good i didn't see it anyway because i wouldn't have been able to see it with paxton and i'm sure she will enjoy the shit out of it yeah oh yeah well, go see it in like the next week or two because everybody and their brother and their mother are seeing Frozen 2. So, yeah, there were only like four other people in the movie theater, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if I can go off on a side note a little bit, um, Emily and I moved, as we talked about in the previous podcast, we bought a house. So we went our, we found a new movie theater that will be our regular one. And it I thought it was a hotel when we first walked <laughs> in because there's like a gigantic fireplace and there's not even really a front desk. There's just like little kiosk stands that you can go to. And there's some that you can just go and use the screen. And there's others of people at them. And they have a full bar and an axe throwing area in a movie theater. <laughs> that anybody can just go up and like throw an axe or what? No, it's like a separate little thing. Like I'm pretty sure you have to pay to go in there. But still, it's just in the movie theater. So next time I have one of my like three, four, five movie days, 
if there's some time in between, I can go throw some axes. Hey, honey, I'm going to head out. I'm going to throw some axes. (laughs) (laughs) Back in my day, the men would just leave and go to the bar. They'd stay there. Back in my day, you dinner. Now all you millennials are playing axe throwing games. I'm going in it in real life. You only used to leave a movie to go pee. You just drink the same beer the whole, whole, your whole generation, your whole life. You drink, you drink Coors Banquet. You go to the bar. I don't know why I'm a pirate now. Um, <laughs> or you go to the bar <laughs> you, and I, you drink the bushlight and the McGolden. All right, uh, Patrick. How was your viewing of Ford versus Ferrari? Ferrari. It was so amazing. Like, oh, my God. Super fast. Oh, my God, Andrew. Um, It was great. It was just super enjoyable. Um, Christian Bale and Matt Damon did a really great job portraying their characters, even though they looked nothing like their characters, Um, which I didn't find out until the end of the movie where they, like, show pictures of what, you know, uh, what Shelby looked like and what – I'm blanking on who Christian Bale played, um, but Ken what they Miles. look like. Yeah, Ken Miles. But they did a really good job capturing the American corporate structure of the of the times. You know, as uh, Henry Ford the Third was this big rotund man, um, and all of his like subordinates and executives were all kind of bigger. Even even um, John Bernthal. Um, it was kind of. I think they just padded him because he, I mean he didn't look like he was like. I, I didn't. I, I assumed you're talking about like physically, but I didn't know like if you meant like like. Yeah, yeah physically. Like okay. they're big physically, not. Yeah, like they're big, big physically. Um. So like it was it was a really good movie, really well done. Um, I didn't know anything about the story uh, to begin with. But it was really interesting to see, like, the factoids at the end of the movie that was like, you know, this is what happened with these people and this is what happened um, with the, the con- like, the the Shelby, the Ford Shelby car is the only American-made automobile to win the Le Mans ever. Um, and they won it, like, four years in a row, I believe. Um so and that was just crazy to see but yeah they did a really good job of telling the story of these you know two main characters Ken Miles and um but Carol. Carol excellent portrayal by both Matt Damon and Christian Bale um there was a funny part where a door wouldn't shut and if I had gone and seen it with my brother Tim I'd have given him crap about it um, but my dad and my brother Tim both went and saw it, and they they both really really enjoyed it. So definitely a huge thumbs up and a must go see for me. Um, it has plenty of speed, and it's just crazy the amount of work that goes into them, those kind of cars. So it was really cool to see. Yeah, lots of engineering and lots of balls, <laughs> big colonies. Yeah. Yeah, some, I mean back back then especially. I mean those guys didn't give a shit. No, yeah, they had so many of them. That's so many about of them it. Died. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But 
yeah, it, really interesting story. The Brits will will kind of I I don't know how they reacted to this movie or if they they, they care, but they'll usually like point some something out like the the car was made you know engineered by British or used used British uh, engines and stuff or components, but I'll have to watch the or watch the movie as well. Yeah. As, find it to, to know exactly for sure so yeah they do but, they do give credit like the the very first model that's like brought to them was being developed in the uk by ford's like uk division or yeah. something like that so anyway yeah it seems like some another movie that everyone could enjoy speaking of movies that everyone can enjoy <laughs> i'll go on to my two quick reviews i'll start with parasite uh which again is a korean film directed by bong joon ho who's done snowpiercer and uh, the host and some other movies that are really good he's definitely in his prime about right now um as for what I thought of the movie, which is like right up my alley, uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, for those that don't know, and like this is part of the problem, it's really hard to talk about a movie like this without giving away spoilers and stuff um, because the the synopsis doesn't go very far into the movie and the, the genre of the movie is like really weird to categorize, but... Pretty much this, there's this poor family and the son of this poor family um, is given an opportunity to insert himself as an English tutor for this rich family, uh, although he has to fake his credentials and stuff because he actually didn't go to university. He, he is really good at English. He's not lying. He just, he, uh, they would have tossed him aside. He got referred by a friend and they wouldn't have let him, have let him in to the family if he, he, you know, didn't have some credentials. But anyway, um, it goes on from there. It grows. Uh, there's more lies and more things that happen. Again, this is like a really hard movie to categorize. And also, like, I don't know exactly. I've been thinking about, like, who I'd recommend it to. Um, it's not it didn't get as weird as I thought. And again, that's part of the problem. I thought it would get like super dark. And I would say it's like a comedy drama thriller. That's, that's exactly what it says, too. But like <laughs> a bit more comedy than and then you would think. And, you know, it does things. There is a climax, but that's like the last like 20 minutes, maybe, you know, and up until then, it's it's one movie and it changes to another, but I don't know. Again, I'm talking about nothing (laughs) because, but pretty much it's about this rich family and it's about, um, the social divide amongst classes, which, you know, any society could relate to the, including the U S you know, the top one, 2% controlling all the wealth and having all these resources and the bottom, you know, percentage, the lower income families, you know, just getting shat on. So uh, it it deals with that classism uh, in in an interesting way. But if I'm like being honest, I was just like the slightest bit disappointed because it didn't, 
I don't know. It, it, I would recommend it going like super blind. Really, really hard movie to to define and talk about without getting into spoilers. It is. It was extremely well done. Some really cool shots in there. Uh, the acting was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I would maybe recommend it to Brandon and Patrick because it, it wasn't enjoyable for sure. Anyway, the next movie I went and saw was The Lighthouse. Uh, Parasite and The Lighthouse were my two like most anticipated movies of the year. And The Lighthouse, uh, you know, whereas Parasite like was I didn't know what to expect and The Lighthouse I kind of knew what to expect. <laughs> and if you've seen like a trailer, you kind of get the gist for for one. You know, it was by the same director as The Witch, so you knew it was going to be dark and brooding and, like, really atmospheric and a unique setting, and it definitely was that. Uh, it, it was, it's all in black and white, if you didn't know. It's also, the aspect ratio is not even uh, four by three, which, uh, if you ever seen a, go- a ghost story, that's what that is in. Um, it's like four by four. It's like a literal square. So um, that's pretty interesting. But I actually think it was really fitting for the story and the time period, which is in the 1890s. And if you didn't know, it's pretty much two light housekeepers are, uh, yeah, on a rock with the, the lighthouse and uh, they kind of go cuckoo. And that's all I'll say. But I mean, it's kind of what i expected and wanted brandon i know you were excited to to see it um yeah. you definitely should uh the, what i'm what i'm afraid of is like there's literally there's a lot of like it's surreal um it's not like unnecessarily abstract it's like fitting but there are like you know sometimes you don't know if a person's dreaming or really seeing something there mm-hmm. are one or two like small like visions or scenes that I think, like, I know would, like, turn Joe off, like, immediately. He'd just be done. But, like, if you can get, like, if you could just kind of open, open your mind to the madness, like, you'll enjoy the film quite a bit. Because uh, I think you'll get what you want out of it, Brandon. Um, so, okay. yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. it I, I, I would have to look at my lists. A lot of people are calling, you know, these two movies, one pick one, like their favorite of the year. Um, and I don't know about that. I, I, I have not enough time has passed since I've seen The Lighthouse, but I'd obviously recommend it to uh, pa- Patrick and Brandon. Um, I'll pick it one day so Joe can, <laughs> can watch it and, uh, yeah, go crazy. So I forgot to mention... Uh, watch it with subtitles, maybe, because I couldn't understand 80% of what they're saying. <laughs> was it because uh, they were speaking a different language or what? No. It, well, this was in the 1890s, so like he had like a, they had like super thick accents. Um, oh. So uh, I'm definitely going to watch it again, partially because of that and because I enjoyed it, which is interesting. I usually these types of those types of movies I went and watch multiple times, but I definitely will. Uh, all right. Those are my reviews. I also just wanted to give a quick shout out to One Cut of the Dead. Uh, that's a great movie and very unique. I won't say anything, but just look it up 
and I would recommend that to everyone. Actually, it's kind of like a zombie movie, but it's it's more. It's very it's hilarious. So, all right, like I mentioned, this week was Brandon's pick, and he picked Murder on the Orient Express, uh, 2017. I say that because there's been like six iterations of that movie and uh so wait i've got a question before we start did anybody or has anybody watched the older one with sean connery in it because that's the only other one that i saw and it was i could watch it for free on amazon prime so i went ahead and i watched it oh interesting i i had not i wanted to see it but i got tied up but yeah there's a like like a lot of tv movies too all right so brandon why did you pick Murder on the Orient Express, and what did you think of it upon rewatch? I picked Murder on the Orient Express because I thought it was very fitting for right now, uh, just because we have, uh, like you said, Knives Out comes out pretty soon. That seems to be another, that is another like murder mystery type movie. Um, plus, <laughs> even though it involves murder and death, which murder often, you know, ends up being death. Um, <clears throat> it uh, just the setting of it all makes me think of winter and like this time of year, uh, because the train is going through the mountains and and there's snow and all that fun stuff. Um, and it came out in November two years ago on November 10th. Um, I went to see it in theaters and I bought bought it on Black Friday I think last year. And honestly, I think rewatching it now was the first time I had watched it again since seeing it in theaters. And <clears throat> I felt like it was a good amount of time because I didn't remember completely how things ended up. Um, but it's a good movie. Um, if any of you have seen it before or, or just seen trailers for it, it's a like stacked cast. There's a ton of really good big name um, actors and actresses in it. Uh, and they all do a, a pretty good job um, playing off of each other. Um, so I liked that part of it. I like the main character. He's a very over-the-top, like, old-timey detective. He's exactly what you'd, what you'd think about if, you know, a detective would look like during that time period. Just very fancy and cares just, a much, just as much about his looks as he does about being a good detective. Um, but, yeah, I just enjoy the movie like the the time setting and I like all the actors and actresses in it so that's why I picked it yeah it um it's a confined story which is is fitting for cold weather where you're just inside the whole time so you can you can relate like right my, right now I am freezing <laughs> but I don't know why I'm also sweating and uh, it's just making it worse. But anyway, uh, Joe, we'll go with you next. Uh, what were your thoughts on Murder on the Orient Express? Um, well, guys, so I had seen uh, Murder on the Orient Express before this time, several times. Um, I enjoyed it. I did just like everyone you know just like brandon had mentioned and you gary before it is a stacked um cast which is great um 
And I think the not really lesson learned at the end of the movie was um, good as well, but it was also kind of a, um, a thing that we'll save for spoilers. But um, anyway, so it, it made me happy to figure that out because it, it just it, it's a murder mystery that just keeps on going and throughout the whole movie and it never really you never really find out who does it. And it always kind of leads to a certain person and then he's on a hot trail for the next one and the next one. And it's just kind of a it's just kind of cool. I mean, in, in a way, it reminds me of the game, the board game Clue. And Clue was always a fun game to play, you know, because it's always the whodunit type deal. And um, it's just I don't know, it's just a good movie. And um, the main character um, was just wonderful. And I loved his mustache. So, but regardless of that, yeah, his mustache is amazing. He's a great mustache. He does. And that little thing he wears at night when he sleeps is amazing to make sure he doesn't mess it up. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely recommend this movie to everyone and anyone. I'll I'll go next. I'll, I want I want to save Patrick's for the end because uh, most interesting. But uh, uh, as were my thoughts, I I quite enjoyed it. Um, I don't want to say I didn't think I would. I was indifferent. You know, I didn't have to see it. Uh, I probably wouldn't have if Brandon hadn't um, recommended it or proposed it as a movie of the week. Um, but yeah, I, I like the I like the cast. the The main character, Kenneth Branagh, or Hercule, how do you pronounce Her, it? Hercule. Hercule. Her, huh? Hercule. Her, Hercule. It's like Hercule. 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 Uh, Hercule. <laughs> I'll just call him Hercule from now on. Uh, he he was really good. A little underdeveloped. Um, you know, he had a lot of mannerisms similar to a lot of detectives in a lot of shows and movies like Sherlock or Monk or, you know, um, Sherlock, the other Sherlock <laughs> or the other one. You know, so it wasn't a, a super original character, but you still liked him and you liked his kind of crassness or I did. Um, and so you, you enjoyed him finding stuff out. You know, the, there's a lot of characters probably too many um but i did like how the investigation unfolded i liked i liked the end so overall i i, I would recommend it uh so which is like just as slightly uh surprising on my end but even more than that um it's not it's not a spoiler by saying there is going to be another movie there's going to be a sequel and um that's on that's death on denial with uh you know same same detective and director which he he directed and starred in this as well as death on the nile so i'm actually really excited for that movie now and i definitely wouldn't have if i had not watched this so but i do hope that they scale it back a bit i hope they scale the characters back a bit i hope they you know concentrates on the setting and the investigation a bit more so yeah yeah when is that supposed to come out that 2021 uh, it says it's october 9th 2020 oh 
Yeah, so about a year Exciting. from now, a little less than a year from this guy, Gal Gadot. So there you go, Joe. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to spin it into a Fast and Furious movie. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah like it's it's not <laughs> like chase like down a mystery. train and I definitely think now the gang tries to pull a train from a, a hole in the ground. <laughs> from the Orient. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I do think murder mystery should be like a constant genre in, in today's like, you know, blockbuster scene. I'm okay with that because it's, mm-hmm. you know, smaller stories and a bit more well, well crafted than than the loud and obnoxious movies. So, uh, I mean, we kind of had that with Sherlock Holmes and that kind of fizzled out for some reason. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw that or. I, or, I think it was just the comedy of it. Like this one is much more serious. Yeah, but I mean that's you could have both, and that's why I don't know. I enjoy well, it. Well, yeah, I mean there there is murder mystery. Pretty which, much anything. I mean, I wasn't gonna mention it, but the lighthouse made me laugh more than Ghostbusters to answer the call. So you know, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I mean, what movie doesn't at this point in time? Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So I I I'm ex- I'm glad they made. I was thinking that at the end of this, and I was like, I hope they make another one. Uh. And and the last they are so. Yeah, I hope that's. I like that time period too. Maybe that's. Yeah, you well. you saw it at a good time because this movie came out. It was already two years ago, so yeah. by the time the sequel comes out, it'll have been three years. Well, they're which like is... Gary finally saw it. We gotta make a sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary saw it. Gary Oops. liked it. Green liked this project. I mean, right. it takes about three years between each movie. You know, you're just used to seeing Marvel, which has different people making all the movies all the time, so you get like five yeah. of them in a year. Yeah, but, but um, I, I suppose you're done now, Gary. Yeah, Brent, Patrick, uh, you saw the original, or I should say the 1974 version as well as this version. So give a uh, start with the 74 or whatever you want. Yeah, and yeah. Get quick review. Um, you know they were honestly about the same length. Um, so uh, there there's some things they were limited on back then, like you know you can't they didn't really have the vistas that the new movie has um which i i really liked the new movie had uh if if i'm going to compare and contrast the new movie had more action in it which i didn't think really helped the story at all it was like action to keep people from like falling asleep i think um yeah i think it was i thought about that too and i think it was it was like fine like at first it was like we didn't need that but i think it was just to like build a little bit more suspense but in reality it was two scenes it was like two scenes like they didn't they yeah. knew that they couldn't overdo it otherwise it would just get schlocky but yeah like like the the first the olden one takes place after everybody's in the train like everybody like the whole movie is in that train they never like leave the train um you know like they do in the newer version um but again i think that was partly to get the vistas like it didn't really make sense for them to like leave the train in the first one because it wasn't like the train was knocked off the tracks or anything like that it was just snow had blocked the way oh um so that that probably yeah is just added for dramatic i was wondering i was like they probably just were like oh no the train's rocking and then someone's just like yeah there's a bunch of friggin' snow on the front we're stopped yeah oh no (laughs) um I, I liked I honestly like the detective 
um, like the the way they dressed in the first one, the the way the detective dressed in the first one, they put a lot more time into like displaying how much of a of a perfectionist the the detective one the the detective was in the 1974 version. Um, you know, his, his hair was so greased that like not a single hair was out of place, like mm. literally matte with grease and, and his mustache, like, you know, he, he waxed it. It wasn't like as, as large. It was just like the, the smaller part with the, the curls on the end. It wasn't like that extended out into the beard area kind of mustache. Um, and, and just the way, I mean, that guy, that played the detective in the first one was just so much more intense of a detective. Um, and, and I mean, he wasn't like as good looking as the guy who portrayed him in the newer one. So is he kind of looked like a guy you would see like stalking you in a dark alleyway and you'd be like, freak the fuck out, pale white skin, you know, like dark mat, you know, dark greased hair. Just he's listening to this podcast, Patrick, uh, just crying. He's like, I don't know why that, what that has to do with it. I mean, I don't know if the guy from the 1974 version is still alive, but he, I mean, he did a really good job of portraying. Maybe he died this year. Maybe. Yeah, he died February 7th. Oh R. shit. R.I.P. Albert Finney. Now I'm speaking ill of the dead. <laughs> um, He's still Oh god. <laughs> right, just keep going, sorry. Um so yeah, like and Sean Connery was like the only big name that I had seen from like out of the actors that were in the first one that I had recognized. Um and I I feel like they had a few more characters in the first one in the original because there were like the the doctor was like not a suspect in the first one he was like in a different car similar to the guy in this one but later on that guy becomes a suspect somehow like it, it did it didn't like a lot of stuff wasn't adding up in this newer one and they made it a little bit too complicated whereas the other one it was pretty straightforward like you know there wasn't excess action or distractions like outside of the evidence that was like presented so i mean it was a little bit more boring but the story was straightforward and it was easy enough to like you know to have the two different suggested endings or like not endings but like the two different solutions to the what actually happened so like and the the first one is like the simple solution and the other one's like the more complicated one um so and and they seem to really convolute like the story in this in the newer version so yeah so uh, were the was the ending the same or like the who done it? Yeah, the who done it was the same. It was exactly oh. the same, which is weird. Huh. Which is yeah, it's weird because like, you know, you like they continue on and they the the newer one convolutes the ending, like hmm. they make it harder to like just make it go away, um, because of one particular scene which we'll get into and the spoiler version, but um. I, I did prefer the storytelling of the first one, but I I like the pace and the like 
scenes of the sequel. Like it was pretty well done. There are a couple camera angles I didn't really agree with. And then anytime they were outside, it was like, why? And why aren't they wearing hats? <laughs> like, you know. Because it would mess up their mustaches. Obviously, hats always are getting in my facial hair. Just constantly blocking my eyesight and touching my mustache. It's When you have facial hair like Hercule, you'll understand. I, under, I understand. That'll conclude our spoiler thoughts. So, if you guys want to continue without seeing the movie, go ahead and get spoilered up. Otherwise, if you haven't, pause the podcast right now. Go and watch it. Come back. Maybe watch both of them or just one of them. Watch the 74 version or watch the newer version or both. Or, or the TV movies as well. Up to you. It's your time. Anyway. Ooh. So now begins the spoilers. We need we need a jingle or, or like a dun 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 Tra- transition. Transition. Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoilers. So wait a again, minute. We should have our spoiler jingle just be all four of us say spoilers at the exact same time. Yeah. Well, that like spoiler. Takes more coordination than we have. Okay, yeah, one on at a time. Three, <laughs> say spoilers. Just splice them together. Yeah. On count of three. One, two, three. Spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> all right, I like it. I think that right. worked really well. <laughs> so just to recap, who all we got in this movie? We I'm got here. Kenneth Branagh, which again he was the director, um, as well, and then Daisy Ridley. They're like so. Oh, Penelope Cruz, Josh Gad, Johnny Depp, um, Lucy Boynton, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer, who looks gr- as great as ever. Um, Judy Dench, Olivia Coleman, Willem Dafoe, a crazy amount of people. Which um, could be in a, a bad and good thing, depending on, you know, the screenplay and how well or like how much they want to be there. <laughs> like, it, like I don't like unnecessary cameos, but these aren't cameos. They play legit characters. And you kind of had to have these many characters to, to play the whodunit game, you know, especially in a condensed setting, which, again, is something I'd did really like about the story. I do agree with Patrick that it was convoluted and um I don't I don't think it had to be. I had well for one, like the lighthouse, like I didn't understand what he was saying a lot of the times. Um and then you add ultimately what is the reveal one of the first reveals is that they're all connected to the story of the little girls. Yeah, yeah. That was another thing they like in the first, the 1974 edition. That's the first thing you find out is that this little girl was murdered. Even after they had paid the ransom, there was a slight difference between the two stories. Uh, like as far as who was involved in the first one, there was uh, two dudes 
that kidnapped this kid. And in the sequel, it was just the one dude that got away after the ransom was paid. And they framed one of the maids of the house, I believe. But in the first one, it was the other dude who got caught and gave up his buddy on death row. But that was after he had gotten away. If you didn't know, or the the Armstrong story, which was yeah, this this story or this baby was was stolen by uh, a, a one or two guys, depending on which iteration um, you watch, and then yeah, was 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 killed, and then the ransom, the whole thing, the same as as um, as the the Lindbergh baby, um, which was the son of Charles Lindbergh and was abducted from the crib in his upper floor of his home in Jersey. And then the, the corpse of the child was discovered by a, a truck driver later on. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, the story between these or, like, why. I'd have to read up on it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the, the same same story, which was real. So that's a little weird. Um, that's one thing that was. So you said Patrick that it was like revealed right away, but like like at least in the 2017 movie, like that was like such a jump to conclusion, and it was just based on that note, which was when he burnt it. You got to see more of the note, and it's like you killed the baby. You killed you know like, and that was like a little jarring because like you it was like a reveal that went right away you know yeah was so i understand like the rest of the story is like who who done it you figure out pretty quickly that they're all um they all have a they all were affected by what happened um but i i just think pace wise like he found out way too quick like Oh, he 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 killed the baby. No one well, had figured it out they, up they, until then. They do say like the reason that he knows the right after he figures out who the who Hatchet really is, like what his real name is. Yeah. Um, he says that he read about the you know the whole thing in the newspaper, but like the audience doesn't know about any of that. That's not relevant information to the audience until he actually says that. Whereas in the older version, they're like, you know, they've got this whole event. A plane comes in, lands in this backyard of a mansion kind of deal. And there are all these reporters there, like asking all these questions about the, you know, abduction. And, you know, you find out that the baby was kidnapped and then the ransom was paid. And then the baby turns up dead and, you know, you, you kind of get that whole, inf- all that information, like, right up front. Yeah. Um, I don't think it reveals, like, that, you know, the the mother was with child when she, you know, died during a miscarriage, which leads to the Colonel Armstrong killing himself with a gunshot to the head. You know, this is all stuff that you kind of find out like over halfway through the new movie, but like all of that information is pretty straightforward, like right up front at the beginning of the first movie. Okay, yeah, and I did find a note. Agatha Christie, who 
wrote these novels that the movie's based on was inspired by circumstances of the case when she described the kidnapping of a baby girl, Daisy Armstrong, in her her novel Murder on the Orient Express. I feel like more than inspired, but I, I don't know. That just seems like a light word. It's exactly what happened. I don't know. You could say I'm wrong. Just now I think about it, it's just kind of weird. But no, I, I, I still enjoy it. I just think that, yeah, that that was a little janky. You know, it wasn't very smooth how, like, they kicked off the investigation with that but that being and and then i only understood like half of the connections because they're just like throwing them at you like this person's connected to it that way this person's connect they were their mother's aunt's godchild's you know it's like roommate an air freshener from the same (laughs) convenience store this person pooped yeah yeah um so that made it a fair bit confusing you know, that being said, I don't know. You could have like, I like, I really love simple stories, but I, in this case with a murder mystery, you don't mind the convolutedness as much because it's about sorting through all these testimonies and, and evidence. But I don't know. What, what, what do you guys think? I feel like the, the same, the same conveyance could have been done with, six people and that the reason they had 12 was because it's how many compartments they needed to feel fill on a train. Hmm. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it also kind of goes to explain further how a a murdered child can have a huge effect on other people's lives. And, you know, I think because this one child died, there were, there was a unborn child that died, a mother that died, a father that committed suicide. Uh, there was a maid who that committed suicide as well. Yeah, yeah who committed suicide. Um, and that I want to say there was a sister. No, I think the sister was was like on the train. Yeah, yeah, she was. Was she a hidden? Yeah, she was see an that? older sister. Yeah, I, I yeah. Older, younger. I don't think they really specify, at least not that I can remember. Yeah, and which is exactly why I mentioned, like for the next movie, I hope they just half have the cast, which I doubt they will because it's like the same thing. Yeah, it's the same type of scenario. But what if I they hope bring that... back all the same actors and actresses, and they just play different roles. Mm, it only works with TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what uh, Brandon and Joe. What what did you think about the flow of the investigation? Were you, were did, could you follow along? It was it just me or, um, do you you know how do you think it could have been improved? Maybe. I mean, I I could follow along, but, I mean, I I pretty much just think like there was a lot of cool things and quips that he kind of used and did that made me interested. You know, like he could just tell that um, uh, Willem Dafoe's character that he was not actually like German. Just by saying like touring, he's like, from your accent, it should be touring or touring or something. And he's like, and he said touring or something like that. And he's like, it's touring. And then Willem Dafoe's just like, 
wow, yeah, Godspeed, Spider-Man. You know, like pretty much like <laughs> got back in his like Godspeed, his Spider-Man. got back yeah, into like see... his normal voice and was like, ah, you were really smart. You're you're sharper than a knife, sir. And he's just like talking to him, and he's like, all right, how can I help you? I'm this, <laughs> and I just loved that scene because he's like, you lied to me. How can I trust you? And then he's like, give me your gun too. <laughs> And it was just like, it was great, but it was, um, it was just kind of like, yeah, like, I mean, it was a hodgepodge of, you know, trying to, but I think at that point he was struggling to find the killer and in his mind, he was thinking like nobody truly did it, but everyone did it. Like if that makes sense. And then, but you don't really know that until the very end, like pretty much everyone's a suspect at that moment, but also like more than one person seems like they did it, like they had motive. And then he like figures it out and it's like, it, it's so crazy how it unravels, especially when he doesn't know where the Barbital came from until he goes into like um, the heiress's like area, right? Like he's back there and, and her fiance, husband, boyfriend, whatever he was, I can't remember. The Count and Countess. That's what I meant, yeah, the Count and Countess. But they were just like, um, oh, yeah, this is the only way she can sleep and whatever. And it was the Barbital to make him sleep, you know, the uh, Johnny Depp's character, which I can't remember his name. Hatchet, which is not really Hatchet, but... Capaldi. Yeah. I, I did to be the murderer of the Yes, week. we know, yep, he was the murderer, but... Um, it was just a really cool outcome, I think, at the end that he just like figured out all of them killed him, but it was literally the um, Michelle Pfeiffer's character that was like, I planned it all. So it was just kind of one of those things that, you know, you don't really know who did it, but you, you kind of like peg someone, right? Like, especially when Josh Gad is running away and burning evidence, like he's running away and falls and then you're like, oh my gosh, Josh Gad, or Josh Gad did it. And then it's like, no, he didn't do it. And then, you know, the colonel, um, was it the, yeah, the colonel's friend or whatever, the the doctor was in there and she didn't do it, let her go. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was just kind of a, everyone sticking up for everyone saying, you know, kind of, you know, saying they did it type thing. And, and it was just, it was a little confusing there, but then you kind of wonder, you're like, how many stabs were there? And then they said it was like they stabbed him blindly. So it was like, okay, well, this is kind of weird. And then it was like 12 stabs or whatever. And there was two really deep ones. And then there was one that was was way over here. And it was kind of one of those things where it was, it was just, you know, at first, like a killer wouldn't really do that, you know? And I don't know. It just, it, when that unraveled, it made so much sense. And it was just like, well, he was a really bad man, and then <laughs> he died. And everybody that was on the train knew somebody that was affected by that murder. Exactly, and that was, like, the crazy part, too. It was, like, those were, like, the only people on the train. <laughs> Which like is 12. why it was so busy in wintertime. <laughs> exactly. I was just, like, it, there's, like, 12 people <laughs> on this train. This giant-ass train, there's, like, 12 people. Yeah. Well, we we'll we'll get to like the big reveal in a bit. I but going back to my original question, which oh, was sorry, like Gary, the, I didn't no, the flow of the investigation, like you 
Um, you mentioned a couple of scenes, Joe, including the one with Will and the Foe and mm-hmm. him unveiling. But like even within that scene, I feel like with each one, you'd find something out interesting, and then they would like add way too many details. Like he, he's like, "Oh, I'm actually from Brooklyn. I've been a detec- detective," and then. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, like, no, you weren't. I don't I rewound it like three times to, mm-hmm. to get a sense of what he actually said, because he, he put down his pistol and he's like, no, you were a cop or you weren't. A t-. Like, I didn't understand that. And I don't see what what the heck that had to do, like why he had to lie again and why he had to reveal again. So point him this- out. This is what happened with Willem's Defoe character. Willem Defoe's character. I don't know if it's. It, it, my point is, I don't care at this point. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, point he, is, like, yeah. whenever, anytime you'd find something out, they would just, like, throw in more details than they did. Or they'd to. lie about like, something else, right? Like, yeah, and complicate it even more. Like, yeah. the motive is clear. They're connected in some way. I don't think I needed to know every freaking detail about how they're connected because, one, I don't understand what they're saying 20% <laughs> of the time. And, two, like, it doesn't matter, you know? Like, mm. it's... I care about the investigation. I care about the like ending and I yeah. care about like the characters being like charismatic. I don't care about the details. And that, and that's understandable, Gary. I feel like what they did in this movie though, is they, they added all that filler in there to kind of maybe like throw his game off. Right. Like he's supposed to be like pretty much like the number one detective in like the whole, like, country type thing right like he is like the number one detective type thing and it's like so like they're just trying trying to to overload him yeah yeah they're like trying to throw a wrench in his like you know throw a wrench in it and try to like throw him off a little bit by just giving him all this this you know information overload and trying to make him the first thing they say is that they're connected to this per- if they like they really wanted to throw him off they would not <laughs> like he's the first question do you know about armstrong oh yeah, yeah you know like they could like they lied a little bit but not enough yeah. to not give away the biggest clue <laughs> yeah so like but i mean I, like even if you're like involved in armstrong like you you never think that every single one on that train stabbed him like you think that there's one killer typically. I think that's exactly what led him to that. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, like, I, so I'm like, just like, so what? What? What they were trying to do is like, I'm not the killer, but I am the killer type thing, right? Like they're like, I'm not the killer, but I'm one of the killers. Yeah. You know, like it was kind of a, it was just like a weird psychological kind of roller coaster in a way because you're sitting there thinking like, huh? And then even yourself, and then all of a sudden he unveils it, and you're like, no way. Like, you're thinking it the whole time, like, maybe the, all these people killed him. And then they kind of throw yourself off. Like, if you watched it like I did, I guess, the first time, like, it kind of, like, threw me through not really a huge loop. But it was like, like you said, too, why is this filler really, why is this here? Like, why is this relevant to finding out who murdered, like, Hatchet? Like, Why? And then it's all of a sudden, then it's like, bam, all of them killed him. All of them stabbed him. And it was like, oh, shit. All right. Well, that makes sense. It's actually Ratchet. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ratchet, not Hatchet. Ratchet. Yeah, because he was a ratchety bitch. Brandon, what did you think about the flow of the investigation? Did you, do you know the relations 
of all the people by now by your second or third watching and no okay <laughs> feel better I, uh... <laughs> yeah no i i agree it, it got to a point where it was just like a waterfall of yeah this person is connected to him in this way and this person's connected in this way and <clears throat> like we just talked about a little bit ago the the what was her the heiress the mm-hmm. Pedro, countess. It? the countess the countess none of us can recall what her exact connection was if she was the, the sister. sister the it older sister. sister or younger sister it doesn't matter they didn't yes, specify that they didn't specify it they matters. just said sister answers. okay well her Still, husband the was other only dude, only related. The count was only involved in this because he was married to the sister of my God. the, the and mother. Him, and him, like too. Basil. He was somebody, at one point, I think they said he was a, a dancer. Yeah, a dancer. But why, like, why was he, why did he have, like, kung fu style skills in he the just, bar to why did he just people. punch everyone like why would why did he have such anger he's so angry <laughs> he was so angry all the time even <laughs> even uh hercule the detective who is super calm with everybody he's like hello people and the guy's like i'll punch <laughs> you in the face i'll punch you now <laughs> and she's like calm down honey britches Oh I just need more of my sleepy juice. I mean, some <laughs> like, some guys are arrow. wired that way. Well, he was crazy. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not saying he wasn't. I was just saying, like, some people just are, like, hyper-defensive. And I'm not saying that yes. that teaches you kung fu, but, you know. <laughs> you automatically <laughs> fight really well if you're really angry and defensive. all the time. It's like the Hulk. Did right. the Hulk ever take like Taekwondo or lessons, or did he just kind of like? Because I mean, he's a scientist. Like, how did he know how to fight? Anyway, I, I mean, guerrilla style. He probably he know did a fight. lot of he research on ape, yeah, on apes and gorillas. But there's a right and wrong way to smash. That's true. <laughs> there's also a left and a right way to smash. Hey! Boom! Oh, oh that shoot! Actually, yeah, that could have been. Um, so yeah i mean i feel like it built up slowly and then uh, like you said in some instances there was just an overload of information um i don't know i don't know if it needed more flashbacks of the events that happened prior or less yeah there was i forgot that there was flashbacks on top of like all the dialogue yeah yeah and i'm and johnny depp's character too like I think this was this came out around the height of like all the controversy with him. So you mentioned earlier about like none of them were really cameos. They were like I mean actual roles in the movie, but yeah. out of all of them his felt more phoned in. Yeah. To me than any others. Like there's a lot of villains that you love to hate. Like you we mentioned uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies earlier. Um I can't remember the actor's name right now, but the guy that plays uh, Lord Blackwood, like the villain in those movies, like he was a, I don't know, like he's a good villain. You liked him as a villain, and Johnny Depp. This movie just kind of seemed like, eh, this will keep me busy until we make another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, no. and again, like it, the the reveal of him was so like sudden and soon. I was just like, wait, what? You know, like he's this he's this guy. He killed the baby. 
Yeah. Like, I know that for like that was the easiest part. That should have been like the hardest part. <laughs> like the easiest the the biggest reveal it came so soon that they're all connected. And then it was like, okay, which of you because of this killed him? You know? Like so it kind of pushes the suspense in a different direction than it it should because you already know whoever killed him was uh, vindicated or was well, right? It makes you sympathize valid. with whoever the killer was. Yeah, so it doesn't you, really you matter start at off that point. Not liking him right away. Like at that point, it doesn't matter who the killer is. Like, and that's what it winds up being. I will say, I, I feel like I've been shitting on this. The, the again, the biggest things. So, like, the investigation was like kind of up and down for me, but the reveal, I did really enjoy that it was all of them because I didn't quite. I try not to like guess nowadays you know movies because you're you're bound to get it at some point um i did like the reveal that it was all of them not necessarily one and that's why he had such a hard time i really like that although i find it a little hard to believe that like 50 people came in and out of that and stabbed a guy and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) that's where the barbasol comes in he was barbasol too yeah no the detective no no, that's what Gary's talking no, about. I'm talking about the Gary's detective. About- yeah. He was like right next door, a couple doors down, maybe. But he, like, he, yeah, he, uh, he was just like, I mean, he literally went to sleep and he was like, what? Huh? Uh, all right. Huh? So I, I would also like to point out that Josh Gad covered up Johnny Depp's mouth and Johnny Depp's eyes open wide. Yeah, like, he wasn't he's asleep, supposed but... to be like knocked out. Like, I mean, unless, unless it just paralyzes you. I don't know I, enough I, about Barbasol. Yeah, I, I don't know either. In in <laughs> in the the original it's... movie, they give him like a sleeping medication. Like he uses sleeping medication to help him fall asleep, and they just like extra dose. <laughs> is that what it's? <laughs> Sorry, is that what is it called? Because Barbasol is a shaving cream, and I thought that as I said that. <laughs> I don't know. What was it? Is that what the? It's Barb something. <laughs> they gave him Barbasol instead of that it's other. Barbatol. They just shaved his beard. Bar- Barbatol. <laughs> Barbatol. Barbatol. Not Barbasol. Barbasol <laughs> is a shaving cream. <laughs> that yeah. was the problem. They were just like they needed to shave his mustache. Like that's the Bar-Bitol. real crime. Bar-Bitol. They came in and they were trying to spread <laughs> shaving cream on him. Like, He's like, oh, 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 just a pie in the face. <laughs> 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 full of barbasol and By the like way, the barbasol formula, uh the formula is C8H12N2O3 uh which if i'm not it's it's calcium i i don't know it's got a half half life of 30.3 years it's atc co- i'm sorry um <laughs> yeah it depresses the metabolic process at high doses Hypnotic and sedative and may induce dependence. You will be dependent on other people. Barbital is also used in veterinary practice for central nervous system depression. It's a Schedule Four controlled drug, which I believe is it higher or lower that is better? I don't know. I don't know. This week's Science Corner brought to you by Sprinkles Sundays. So... Um... Yeah, Schedule 1 drug, uh, I think, is the worst. Uh, that's, that's and that's thought. where marijuana is in. So this is so much safer than marijuana, Barbital, uh, even though it could paralyze you. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's a, that's, a, that's another 
topic, but I, you know, I think it's relevant. Anyway, so he got the Barbasol on his on his face. His eyes opened, which is weird. And uh, yeah, the, the detective didn't. He just he was didn't hear a peep. Oh. <laughs> so um, he used his mustache as earplugs. <laughs> he got so annoyed that there was so much noise that he just yeah shoved it in his ear. He grew his yeah. mustache more. And then he shoved it in his ear, and then we woke up the next morning. He cut his his mustache back and said, no, "Stop growing, baby Jesus." I'm looking at the scheduled drug. I can't believe marijuana is a Schedule One drug. That's the entire thing. They won't even move it out of away from MDMA or, or uh, ecstasy and like heroin and shit. Like meth is a, meth is considered safer than weed. Yeah. The fuck? It's ridiculous. It's a dated law. And they haven't been able That's to messed up. Yeah, so yeah. And magic mushrooms, which I think you can OD on. No, you can't. Just, oh. No, I mean you. Just have you can a really, get, have a really bad trip and Jesus. jump off a building, but I don't think anyone's done that. But not anyway. for a while, anyway. <laughs> not <laughs> since last summer. <laughs> Good God. Anyway, no, I like the reveal. It, again, it, it's I can ignore the bountiful details that were kind of annoying <laughs> because it um, probably just because it surprised me a little bit anytime the a plot a screenplay can surprise me a little bit i like that you know i would have been really mad if it was the uh, train like uh manager or whatever his friend that's what i thought they might do because he's like i can't think of anyone and he never really interviewed the train guy you know mm-hmm. talking about well, the he, guy in the room he he didn't interview the train guy because he was in a separate car. They, that was another thing. Like, oh, these were locked. I'm yeah. sure of it. It's like, well, the guy that the conductor was in on it, too. So what does it matter? You throw out, like, all responsibility and, like, ramifications once you figure out, like, that anyone could have been in on it, including the conductor. So why didn't he open up his, his investigation after that? Because it's a movie and they have to limit it. I know. But it's just funny. You just like it's it's those things that do annoy me. And like you go from like a, a like a movie that's just like foolproof or bulletproof as far as the plot holes. But then like you go to this kind of movie and it's like, OK, why this, 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 that and this and this and that and this. Why did you do this and this and that? And um, that's why I'm surprised I liked it because there's so many things that were wrong about it. Um but maybe that's why I'm like, I can see the potential and that's why I'm excited about the sequel. Um, because they're, yeah, it, it, too many characters, too many plot holes, but in the end it stuck the landing, I think. Um, so that's why it left it all right taste. If it would have been the, the train manager, I would have been super annoyed. I thought that's what they were going to do to like circle back around. Cause the, the opening, you know, that's what it was. It was like the, who could benefit most from this? So the train manager could benefit from a murderer because it makes them drink more because they're stuck on the. So he like he made the lightning hit the avalanche. You made that <laughs> avalanche so people could spend more in your liquor car. Um, <laughs> that's just another theory. So maybe actually it wasn't all of them. It was actually the train manager guy. But <laughs> yeah, they 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 had a couple false endings which i i liked because i was like nah i'm not gonna do this right until he's like i don't fucking know it's either 
a guy that got away or it's all of you and neither really makes sense because that would that would be too much planning <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i feel like we spent a good portion of time ripping this movie apart which is funny because <laughs> like i said because i feel like we all enjoyed it <laughs> yeah like i don't yeah but i, I don't know why <laughs> no, i i, I I think I can remember three quarters of like people's connections to the to the the main family, but there are a few that I can't remember. I think it's it's like fifty one percent. Like I liked fifty one percent of the movie, so that gives it a recommendation. You know, like it just had enough charisma, and like the the characters were just good enough, and the setting was great to where. I enjoyed it probably because it's something I don't watch a lot of and there isn't a lot out there. That's honestly probably it. Did you guys enjoy the ending? Did you enjoy the reveal or did you think it was kind of... <laughs> I did enjoy the reveal. I did too. I feel like both the new version and the old version have an issue with the the 12 people killing the one guy. Uh, the this one the newer one seemed to take it as as like a frenzy it was like oh stabbed him yeah and then they passed it off to the next guy stabbed him and then you know emotions and then <laughs> right they it was it off like the next a... guy and it was more yeah. ritualistic in yeah, the the original it was it was uh you know this is for daisy <clears throat> stab you know um this is for my sister <clears throat> stab like you know, like they would, they all had a little saying before they stabbed the pillow that was supposed to be the guy. And this this newer one was a little bit more frantic. It was like hard to like know who was stabbing for what reason, or you know, in the in the the original one, it they like said this is for boom before they stabbed, and it was like you know kind of more in order. So and in the first one, I don't remember them saying it in the the second one but the time of death was before the time on the clock or on the stopwatch they did actually they did mention it that the time was moved forward that the colonel had changed the time on the watch to throw off the time of death and they opened up the window to make it seem like because i mean you know, because the, the, the doctor would know exactly what time somebody died based off of the temperature of their body in 19, what, like 1917 30. area, 1930s area. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't have that kind of forensic technology. Like, yeah, the fingerprints, sure, I'll believe that. Um, but, like, they didn't have DNA testing. They didn't, you know, they, at best they had fingerprint testing. So, like, they're not going to know an exact time of death based on the way somebody looks, even, you know. Or Unless you had a meat thermometer. I mean, again, they're not going to know what temperature the average dead body is going to be six hours after death. They're not well, going to they, they would if he's a doctor, because they've practiced on other bodies. No. That's that's yeah. forensic. That's forensic. Yeah. That's that's forensic. They had it's that not, in the 1700s. It's, I mean, doctors work on living people. Yeah. So and dead people. No, I don't um, think, think that their job's pretty much done if they're dead. No, <laughs> also, that's why that's why they have those jumpstart machines. 
th- that's not because then they so die. Jump start, so, you go to sleep dead and you wake up alive. So defibrillators aren't for people that their hearts have stopped. They're for people that their hearts have an irregular pattern. Did you know that? I think it's for both. I, think so <laughs> I don't too. think so. But in for, the movies, look all it the up. Time, let, they like, let like it, it because I mean, look yeah, it it's it's for both irregular heartbeat. And for people whose heart has has stopped, but you've got to be within a certain time limit. Otherwise, it won't give enough of a jolt to. Like, I guess there still has to be like a little bit of juice in the heart, but I think it will restart a heart. No. (laughs) In simplest terms, defibrillators cannot start a stopped heart. In fact, they work by stopping a heartbeat, a weird problem heartbeat that is. Oh, I guess Motley Crue is the only one that can bring back someone from the dead. CPR is for people that like have stopped living. That neck just works by giving them oxygen and trying to pump blood. So that will restart a system more than a defibrillator. 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 Fuck. I would sound so smart right now if I could just (laughs) pronounce that. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Um, so eat shit, Patrick. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I could have swore. Uh, no, that's just movie. The movie magic plot. No, I've I've, yeah. I've taken first aid classes. Yeah, well, so I'm, I must have. Wrong. I must have. Uh, must have been misremembered it. It's been John two Adam years. CFTs. Been it's paying attention. Yeah, see um, of thieves, you die and then you become a ghost okay. and then you come back to life. Drink. Um, so, closing remarks. Uh, was the moral of the story, do you agree or disagree with uh, letting people off the hook for killing a murderer in this, this case? Well, I mean, not not necessarily. I mean, yeah, he was a bad guy, but murder is murder. So, like, if this guy, like, at first, yeah, I was like, well, fuck, he deserved it. But at the same point, it's like, you don't get to decide who lives and who dies. Like, I understand he did a horrible thing. He did horrible things. He was a horrible person. But at the same point, like... Who's going to write up all that paperwork, Jeff? That's also what Some I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> that's the other part of it. It's like, you know, he, he was like, well, I... I mean, there wasn't one murderer. You all murdered him. So do you literally take 12 people into custody? Or do you just kind of understand their pain and then just like, well, I mean, you guys aren't murderers. Like, you just did this because of this horrible person, like, literally destroyed so many lives. So, I mean, is that, yeah, like, is that, you know, like, I agree, but I don't agree. Like, honestly, if you look at it from today's standards, like, they all should have been taken into custody and got a piece of the, you know, they should have been conspirators to a murder. That's what it should have been. But at the same point, like, for the time that it happened in and everything, like, yeah, I could see it being looked over. So, I mean, if that confuses you guys, like, it just, (laughs) I agree, but I don't agree. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point, Joe. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts? Agree or disagree or confused? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I agree. I agree with what they did. 
I feel like, I mean, an eye for an eye for certain things doesn't get anything done, but mm-hmm. he killed a child, like, took away a life before it even had a chance to begin, which had a ripple effect and, like, destroyed many other lives. So, yeah, no, he deserved all 12 stabbings that he had come in. And, like, even above and beyond the murder, like, that should be enough for him to deserve that. But he was also just a shitty dude all around. He was selling, like, fake paintings or something. I don't know, something like that. Um, So, yeah, no, he was just a terrible dude, like, up and down. And the world was better with him not in it. All right. Um, I, I I agree with that, Brandon. I think that the world is not black and white. It's uh, a million shades of gray. And this is different than a guy on death row because, um, like you said, he's actively being a bad person, which, you know, they do to make you not feel sorry for him. Right. And uh, somehow he got away with the murder in the first place which doesn't really make sense to me. Like if, if these 12 people know, know about it, yeah. he but, killed yeah. the little girl. Like how did <laughs> the police yeah. or whoever else not know and like take him to jail? And also why is it important that we feel, or we like the murderers, you know, like usually something bad happens to a good person. You want revenge or like justice. And that's why there's an investigation but in this case, you would have been okay if he just never found out anything. Like, you wind up back at the same place that you began. Like, you know, like, he, it, it didn't matter. Like, all you found out, really, was that these people were connected and conspired to kill a bad guy. And no one was charged. So, like, usually with there's, like, with the reveal, like, there's, uh, you know, vindication and, um, like you feel satisfied because of that. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird in that sense. I guess I don't know if I like it or not. don't like it now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, I, it, it, it's, it's fine for me because of the fact that he would have done more harm in the world in this case. So those are my opinions, Patrick. Yes or no, maybe. So, um, no, I'm going to go with no, I don't think it's okay. Honestly, you just you're given the assumption that they did all the footwork that they found out that it is indeed him when the whole the whole thing is just they found a note that said that he murdered this girl and that it was burned like they don't they don't talk about how these 12 people found out and I mean they could have just assumed it was this person that I mean there's no a- actual evidence given on behalf of the deceased that it was indeed him who did it. It was just everybody said it was him. Well, I think you, I mean, you're right in a real, like if this occurred, I think it's a given, which is kind of lazy writing that he did in fact kill the baby because the best detective in the world said so. Based off of a note that he found that I, was I, I agree. It was shitty evidence, but that's why I was like, what? The, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> but the entire plot hinges on that given. It's not yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a fault. But yeah. like, 
can like yeah so i guess i'm asking if he really did do it like you knew without a shadow of a doubt you know that that he had done it um god that's a tough one i mean because i i don't think that there is any way you could prove who had actually killed them well that's that's not what gary asked though he said i I know i am like if there's no if it's 100 percent him you know it's him and I'm, i'm going from a logical standpoint here of if this were to go to court none of them would get prosecuted because you i mean unless they were to confess who was the people who stabbed where like and they might not even know you're not gonna know who got like the killing blow you know, it could have been the first stab and everybody was just stabbing a corpse. Like, you know, in yeah, which case he died of a murderer and everybody else was just accomplices. So, yeah, I don't know um, how we'd have to have a. Can we get a lawyer? Does, does anyone know a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for their time, but I want to know how they approach this case. But that would be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> can I just point out this podcast. is the. This is the second movie in a month that we've watched that someone murdered someone else and the the cop or the detective just liked them so much that they just let them get away with it. Like um, Practical Magic. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and Ghostbusters answer the call because Bill Murray's character gets killed and they don't even... Like none um, of the none of the ladies get arrested or anything. I would say that he there was more reason for uh, the guy in Practical Magic to let them go because <laughs> at least he was getting something out of it. Yeah, he's <laughs> but, getting something I, out of it. Is that sexist? I don't think so. I'm just pointing how stupid the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> how stupid both movies are. Anyway, um, all right. Well, that was an interesting that does it for our main review of murder on the orient express really interesting stuff guys brandon do yep. we have any trivia yeah yeah all right of course of course sing um, the trivia song oh trivia oh tri- <laughs> trivia oh trivia trivia <laughs> 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 it's the most Ooh. trivia time of oh, this episode. My God. All right. Well, oh, oh, Benny just barked upstairs. He heard me singing. Ghost. Spook. <laughs> spook, <laughs> Brandon. Eat my ass. <laughs> Eat my ass. All right, Brandon. Take it away. All right, guys. So, following, following previous week's trivia, we're going to do some. We're going to do some what was he in or what was he involved with trivia. So uh, we are going to start with probably the easiest one and we'll work our way to the harder ones, I feel. Um, we're going to start with Johnny Depp. Yeah. All right. We're going to start off with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That is correct. <laughs> Joe, you're up. Uh, I know. Edward Scissorhands. I'm going to go with Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Ooh, we boy. Dang, that was like my s- a good one. saving one. 
Yeah, I should have saved that one. <sighs> I mean, I would have. Yeah, it would have been between that and a couple other ones. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Full title. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, which one? No. The, the first one? Jesus. Yeah. Every time, Patrick, why do you choose movies that have subtitles? We're not letting you get those anymore. The first one had a subtitle, and I actually know yeah. it. All of Black, them do. Black Pearl? No. It's close, but it's not true. Jesus. <laughs> I feel like that was pretty close, though. It's the curse of the Black Pearl. Jesus. All right, well, I'm out. Good game. No. Patrick, stop. No, you, you were that, that was close easy. enough. We'll let you have that one. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting off that easy. Oh, all right. <laughs> you're still in. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, Interview with a Vampire. Hold on. Interview with a Vampire? Why is that sure. not? Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp in it. Oh, no, I lied. He, he had the offer, but it went to Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, my God. The movie was Johnny Depp almost cast him, but what got no, the No, literally, he was offered the role, but then they went with okay. Tom Cruise. So, do you Sorry, Joe, you're out, then? Yeah, you're out. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we're not going to do movies now that... <laughs> oh, my God. Johnny Depp mentioned Fast and Furious once in an interview, so Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. All right, Gary, you're up. I said murder on the Orient Express. He did. Which one? 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really have a subtitle, but it'll be fine. All right, Patrick. Sweeney Todd, the demon sh- uh, barber on Demon Street. <laughs> to, to Sweeney Todd, the you, demon, you demon like... barber on... Fleet Street? Fleet Street. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Let's say like, you had like 95% of it. <laughs> the yeah. demon barber who liked is feet. It, is it all the way? Like or feet? is it just Sweeney Todd the demon barber? Is it, obvi- is it all of it in the it's title? It's all of it. It's, it's Sweeney Todd gotcha. the demon barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> gotcha. Well, good job. All right. Garen Steenbear. Uh, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> yes, Tonto. Is it Gangster. I feel like it's more than just gangster. Gosh, I would crush at this movie or this thing. I'm sorry that I fucked up on the second round, everyone. <laughs> okay, if it's not if it's not gangster, I'm I'm gonna pick something else. <laughs> I'm not gonna did? tell you. Oh, public enemy. Yeah. Public enemy. There we go. There That's you go. Well, is it public enemies or enemy? Public enemy. It's public enemy. There you go. Good. It's it's actually public enemies. Oh. Gotcha, bitches. That's why I yeah, said Patrick's it. out now. GG. Thanks for reminding me, Patrick. Uh, Black Mass. Well, oh, Gary. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. Gary just won. Gary got round one. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Thank Blow. you. What? What, Gary? Blow. 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 That's a good movie. Yes, he was in that. Magical Beasts and the Crimes of Grizz... Uh, yeah, ma- <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Sorry. Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Griswold. Oh, my God. Griswold. Grind- Grind- Grindelwald? Grindelwald? There we go. God damn it. This isn't a vacation movie. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have the titles right in front of me. Fantastic Beasts and the Curse of Griswold. Why don't you pick movies that don't have like these super long subtitles? Because you know you're not going to Because I forget all, all the super long titles for the other ones. 
I'm just Star Wars and the Phantom of the Subtitles. <laughs> yes. Phantom of the Something or whatever. Okay, Gary, you're up. All right, Alice in Wonderland. Ooh, hot dick. Come on, Patrick. Yeah, I don't know the name of the sequel to that one, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> well, I do, you bitch. Yeah, I know you do. It's hard to come up with these without writing them down before the podcast, which I should have done. What? Don't tell me you actually... <laughs> yeah, but you... Are, are you kidding me? It's like trivia night is literally... You can't look at IMDb, but you could totally write them down and remember them for later. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, you can't. You can't. Only if you know who we're going to pick. Because then you have like multiple hours. This is like on the spot because we don't know what actor. Anyway, whatever. I'll still beat the shit out of you, Patrick. I, I'm, go. I'm sure you will. Sure you will. You're still up, Patrick. <laughs> I know. Pirates of the Caribbean demands dead men tell no tales. Uh, Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass. Yep. 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 That's that one. I've got like 16 on my brain right now. (laughs) That's how it works. You think of more when. (laughs) I literally was like, that wasn't Tom Cruise. Like, I forgot because I remember watching it. (laughs) Tom Cruise. Did you know? Oh, good job. Patrick. Is it it still Patrick? Yeah, I'm still. Yeah, Gary just said Top Gun. (sighs) All right, you got 10 seconds on the clock. 10. Oh. Oh, well, that puts a lot of pressure on me, so I'm not going to get it in ten. Six. <laughs> Say love drunk or nothing. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to appease you, Joe. Uh, uh, Ed Wood. Oh, what? Ed Wood. No. Fine. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. At Ed World's Wood. Ed. Yeah, just no. <laughs> I thought that was a show for some reason. No. Yes, at World's End is also. <laughs> I win. All right, right. So Gary won the Johnny Depp lightning round. Uh, next up is going to be Josh Gad. Um, I guess since Gary won the last round, uh, Gary, you get to go first. Murder on the Orient Express. What's the subtitle? 2017. <laughs> yes. Frozen. Yes. Patrick? Frozen 2. What's the sub? Oh, wait, no, there's not one. The uh, search for Olaf's nose. Oh. Uh, fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm, nope. Nope. That was the other guy that looks like Josh Gad. And yep. I'm out. <laughs> I don't know any movies. Beauty and the Beast. The 2016 one or 17 one, whatever. <laughs> the subtitle of that is actually Beauty and the Beast, the one with Emma Watson. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Beauty and yes, the- that's right. Patrick, you up. I'm out. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty Joe, you want to bring it the home? only other one I well, I'm pretty sure I did bring it down. Patrick only said one, and I said two. All right. Well, we're going to round this out with, with one that neither of you will get. Because this round's just uh, Joe and Gary, right? Yeah. 
All right. So we're going to round this out with one neither of you will get. Uh, we're going to do Kenneth Bron Brana Brana. He directed oh, Murder I, on the Orient Express. I get to go first, right? Um, the last round. N- 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 no, you each have to pick a number between one and sixty-nine. One and sixty-nine. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with forty-eight. I'm gonna go with forty-nine. Damn, it was four again. Yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Murder on the Orient Express, 2017 edition. <laughs> It's actually just murder on the Orient Express. Fuck you, Harry, you win. Oh, you're <laughs> <Yay>. everyone that. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, Gary, you're up. Fine. Death on the Nile. That hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Did we ever say that that wasn't allowed? <laughs> oh, God damn it. If I we... do recall that being allowed. All right. It's Wait, allowed. I'll... If it's coming out soon and within a year is soon. If it's on IMDb, it's in. I guess it's in post production. Okay, we'll take it. Joe, Snowpiercer. N- no. So it's a tie, one to one. No, Gary. I'm gonna, nope, I'm gonna slam dunk it. Thor. Yes. Wait, what Thor? He, he directed, directed Thor. Thor: The Dark World. But or sorry, he, no, he directed Thor. He direct. He was a producer on Thor: The Dark World. Did you just say directed? I thought you said in, like played. No, I I said involved with. Oh, Gary, you win then, fair and square. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, next week's episode is Patrick's pick. Patrick, what are we going to be watching? The greatest holiday film ever. Some of you may or may not have heard of it, and something to liven this podcast up because we haven't had an action movie in a while uh die hard the first one (laughs) the one with no subtitles yeah yes i mean (laughs) is it is it like die hard one through three not have any subtitles god no no no, it's die harder yeah yeah it's die harder harder. (laughs) that's gonna be my trivia i have die hard yeah die hard with a vengeance it's Live die hard, free or die hard. Live free or die, die hard. A like, good day to die hard. But I know die hard with a vengeance. You know, it's die, yeah, die hard two is the official. Yeah. I thought wasn't it wasn't there a die harder? No, oh, that's I, that's the tagline. Yeah, I guess that's Maybe. confusing. I don't, I'll have to look that up for next time. There was actually a making of called Die Harder. The making of Die Hard two. Die hard. All right, and if anybody thinks about stealing my idea of writing these things down to memorize them before the that's trivia, not I'm not. I'm not doing the same trivia as you guys, so don't do it. But yeah, for one, you're the only one doing that, and two, yeah, make it's a, supposed to be a surprise. Anyway, I mean, so. otherwise we could just not have me involved in the trivia because obviously I don't. It know. doesn't matter for mine because I never pick like the main actors. Yeah, me least. either. And then I know zero of the movies <laughs> except for the one that they were just, just recently associated with. It's not true. Totally true. Judd Apatow. Like, I couldn't... Judd Apatow is such an easy one. I, I know. Think, like all and of our audience many... would agree with that. Yeah, and look at how many I got. Zero. That doesn't mean that it's a flawed game. It just means you suck at trivia. I, exactly, which is why <laughs> I'm not going to play anymore because I don't win. 
I don't know what to tell. I also had Beatles songs, so like I mixed it up. I don't listen to a lot of Beatles. It's like saying name a Metallica song. I could name like three. Patrick, next time I'm gonna say list Lizzo songs, and you'll probably get every single one of them. Yeah, I can do No, I can't pronounce any of the Rammstein songs. I don't memorize stuff that I could just look up. Like <laughs> that's a waste of memory to me. <laughs> All right. My next well, trivia is gonna be name Gears of War characters. Oh, I could do that. I can very much <laughs> do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Black Friday, we can just do this real quick, like one minute segment. Are there any movies that people are specifically seeking out on Black Friday? I haven't I haven't bought any movies from this year um, specifically, so anything from this year would probably be fine. Any of the big titles? Yeah, I'm not really yeah, cool. I'm not really sure, so like I'm gonna look for things when I get there and probably send people things for the Christmas party and whatnot. I know that we kind of decided. Oh no, I don't even want to do that this year. I, I, I take that back. I did buy this. I mean, just not the movie thing. And okay. a couple couple movies like before april before i found out i had this job wait did you say this is us yeah yeah don't you mean us is it is it just us oh, yeah this is it, us is a television show about people that right makes people cry right that yeah <laughs> i meant us that that um superhero movie <laughs> that with the, no 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 the superman movie the bad superman movie the bad the, yes there we go thank you that one I have. It's still really good. Maybe that's the next one I'll pick. That'll be my... Okay, let's see here. I do this right. My next one should be right around Valentine's Day. I think I'll pick Brightburn. You should pick Valentine's Day just so Gary has to watch it. No. I didn't like that movie. Either, Gary, either, either one, the old or the new. Are there any movies you're seeking out? No. No, I mean, maybe, like, 4K, like, old movies that I've been wanting. I think last year I picked up The Dark Crystal in 4K. So, I think... I, I got you a movie in 4K? Yep. The Golden Circle? Yep. Even though I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player, because they don't... Whatever. I'm going to get Hobbs and Shaw, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Toy Story 4, for sure. Probably also Us, and Venom, and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. And Neon Demon. And Bloody Incest Porno 2.0. The Black Coat's Daughter. Yeah, if you can get me some 4K incest porno, that'd be great. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. With that, <laughs> that's all out of air we have. Basically Game of Thrones Bones, Season pop, 7. Pop, or, popping. Poppity pop, pop, pop. Whichever is the newest. Spoilers! With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.